This call? What else you got? Well, Thor's taking on a squadron down on 6th. And he didn't invite me. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have, we're going to go in alphabetical order, Exelon. Exelon, uh, how are you doing? Welcome to Hero Talk. I'm doing great. What's up? Not much. Not much. I'm doing pretty good. All right, next up, alphabetical order, remember, Brian. Brian, welcome to Hero Talk. Hello. And next is Goose. Goose, welcome to Hero Talk. Always happy to be a part. That's good. That's good. I'm glad I got that alphabetical thing down, because I have screwed that up in the past and didn't think it through all the way. So anyway, that's it worked out really good for you. I appreciate you guys sticking towards the forward end of the alphabet. That made it much easier on me. I try. Right. So anyway, so today's film is The Avengers, starring Uma Thurman. No. No, it's not. <laughs> Just wanted to see who was paying attention. Today's film is Marvel's The Avengers. Which, uh, that's the official name, right? Marvel's yes. The Avengers? And that, yeah. that, 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 that's to distinguish it from the Uma Thurman, Ralph Fiennes one. Yeah. Although no one calls it that. Everyone just says Avengers. That's true. Nobody even says the. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Avengers. Avengers. So we are talking about The Avengers. Now, as a reminder, Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast. And we have no obligation to stick to the movie at hand, and it's The Avengers, so we probably won't. So you need to know that anything that has been released is considered on the table and fair game. So you've been warned. All right, so this is usually the part where I ask what everyone thinks, and we go through the cast. Although, uh, so here's the problem about the cast, is it's huge, and I want to talk about stuff that's not just the cast. So we're going to talk about initial thoughts, and then we are going to do the cast in a really short format. Uh, so we're going to say a character, and each of us are going to have one sentence to describe our take on him, and then we're going to move right to the next guy. No discussion. How's that sound? <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. I think I'm going to... I didn't rehearse these at all either, so I'm going to be coming with them right off the top of my head like you guys are. Uh, so, all right. So first we'll talk Marvel's The Avengers, whole story, initial thoughts. Uh, I'm going to say it. Uh, it just makes me want the Justice League even more. Uh, Axelon, what do you think? I thought this was – if you take away the superheroes and just put soldiers in their place, this would be a great X, XCOM movie. Hey, you know what it would be? Whoa, yeah. Yeah. Because you've got, you've, got, uh, you've got your team of superheroes, the guys who can do everything. They're the best of what, they're, they're the best of what they do. They're, they're not Wolverine, but they're the right. best of what they do. <laughs> but what they do actually the is very nice. Yeah. flies <laughs> anywhere around the world. They solve problems with this ship, and they're fighting aliens. Yeah, and it's X-Com. Totally X-Com. They're even led by a shadowy council who you never see. It's just a silhouette on the giant TV screen. Wow. Totally XCOM. Totally an XCOM movie. This is mind-blowing. Yeah. I'm. Oh, my God. I need yeah. to sit down. Hang on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Goose, you're next. Well, I'm not sure I can be quite as big as Axelon here, but honestly, meta. I, I agree with you. This definitely did make me want to see the Justice League on the big screen. I was honestly just impressed at how well they were able to have all these characters mesh together and not feel like some of them were just out of place. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Brian, how about you? I had uh, I had a, I had a friend who who kept saying that this movie was never going to work because with all these big name actors they were going to be constantly whining about screen time and I'm just so glad that not only was he proven wrong this was just, this ended up just being a great movie like this didn't just work this was really good yeah no I can I can see that all right so now we are going to go through the cast lightning round. First of all, uh, let's start with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I like the walking thing he was on. However, too much pepper pots. All right, Goose, go. 
Anyone else think Robert Downey Jr. is just a stretched out Peter Dinklage? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Brian, go. Yeah, you know that that walking thing, like uh, Joss Whedon called it uh, the car wash. All right. Yeah, yeah excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, I mean, we've seen him twice already. I mean, yeah. what'd you expect? <laughs> yeah, all right, excellent, go. Yeah, more the same from Robert Downey Jr. He's, he's Iron Man. Too much Pepper Potts, I agree. All right. All right, so next up, uh, Chris Evans as Captain America. <laughs> Uh, he looked like he was wearing pajamas. Goose, go. <laughs> Completely agreed. I felt like that, honestly, if there was any character I felt like needed more development, it would be Cap, since, yeah, he had the first movie, but then not a whole lot afterwards, so they could have done a little bit more to push him into the forefront. All right. Uh, excellent. Go. Absolutely agree on the pajamas, and I think like people just accepted his leadership just instantly. Like before, they all hated him and they were like fighting each other. The sudden, it's like, okay, I'll go here, I'll do this, I'll do that. Yeah. Be the leader, Cap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see that. All right, Brian. Yeah, I, I do think like he could have used a little more uh, fleshing out. And there actually was a deleted scene where like he's um, he's like sitting at a coffee shop. He's looking up at Stark Tower looming over Grand Central Station. You know, he's learning about like smartphones and that kind of thing. And like, I, I feel like that should that, that could have been left in, and it would have been to great effect. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Next, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Hulk smash. Brian, go. I was really hoping they were going to keep Edward Norton for this, but I, I, I love Mark Ruffalo. I think he's doing a great job as, as Bruce Banner. Totally agree. Goose, go. I think Ruffalo adds a lot more subtlety than Norton's performance had because hmm. he actually he plays it more like – Instead of just being the I'm two persons thing, you get the feeling that the Hulk is subtly shifting his personality just as much as he is shifting the Hulk. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, excellent. You go. I thought uh, the way he portrayed it was great, kind of, kind of with what Goose was saying, although not with the personality thing. Like mm-hmm. he just seemed like a Bruce Banner who was just tired. Like like before, yeah. he was always mm-hmm. like, like pissed off that he was the Hulk, and here he's just like. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Other guy, Hulk yeah. smash. All right. Not I did good. like how he kept referring to him as the other guy. Like even like the one time he called him the Hulk, he he like corrected himself. Yeah. No, that was actually a really nice touch. I feel like I'm on some MSNBC show right now with like the Talking Heads. I'm like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Chris Hemsworth as Thor. I missed the hat. That's all I got. Missed the hat. Uh, Brian, what do you got? I'm I'm glad they didn't have the hat because like it. <laughs> It looked ridiculous. The one scene they had it in the Thor movie, and and it that they made it very clear. Like this is they made it very clear. This is just ceremonial. This is not something he wears all the time. Yeah, I missed the hat. All right, excellent. <laughs> what do you got? Um, kind of the same thing with Iron Man. I mean, he's he's Thor. He doesn't have a whole lot to do or say. I will say, if he had one job in that battle, the final battle, one hmm. job is he had to stop the wormhole from releasing all the aliens, and he left his post. Oh, he to totally left his post. Totally oh yeah. No, no, I got you there. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you think you think he got an earful over shawarma? Yeah, shawarma. That was probably yes. Yeah. We'll talk about that. All right. Uh, who hasn't gone on Thor yet? Goose, right? Honestly, I feel like with Thor, they tried to. On some scenes, he seemed like he was extremely overpowered. And then in other scenes, he just seemed like he wasn't strong enough to get the job done. It kind of felt like they were all over the place with what he could and couldn't do. Well, Thor always, breaks these movies. Yeah, I'm a little curious if he actually with Thor. used his power, Thor would break both of these movies instantly. Yeah. It's like Superman. It's a Superman complex. Yeah, that's yeah. true. All right. Have we all talked about Thor? Yes. All right, yes. good. All right, moving on. Uh, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Liked her much better here than in Iron Man 2. Uh, Exelon, what do you got? Um, 
Honestly, I kind of liked her more in Iron Man 2 than I did here. <laughs> wow, we're just being contrary today, yeah. everybody. <laughs> All right, Brian, how about you? Yeah, I, I, I actually agree with you, Greg. Like the, um, I, I feel like they gave her more to do in this, more more substantial stuff to do. Yeah, I, I agree. And her opening scene was quite good. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, Goose, how about you? I feel like, like you guys said, in this movie, she felt like she had a purpose. In two, it just kind of felt honestly forced. Like, yeah. here's Black Widow for the sake of, look, it's Black Widow. Yeah, okay. See, that's how I felt about the Avengers. Like, oh, look, it's Black Widow. Here's more Black Widow. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, moving on. Uh, we got Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Uh, I don't know why Hawkeye's on the team. Goose, go. Be- <laughs> Somebody should tell the archer they dyed his suit purple. I mean, I don't understand what the deal why he was here because they immediately mind blank him so it's not like he was there to be part of the team other than the climax i thought they could have cut him out and given the rest of them a little bit more to do and maybe brought him into the sequel yeah i agree all right brian go ahead i think he was in there because avengers you know <laughs> it's like he, he, he's part of the avengers like one of those like you can't have it without him kind of thing sure you could. but i would have said the same thing about ant-man and we totally had the avengers without ant-man that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like that was a that was a character they wanted. They they had a vision for, and this is this is just their way of getting him in at the start. All right, and let's see, Exelon. I don't think you've done. Yeah, no. For you Hawkeye, haven't. I have two okay. words. Yeah. USB arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I was watching the, uh, the 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 director's commentary for it, and like the moment that scene was happening, like he was like Joss Whedon was talking about something. And, like, as soon as he shot that arrow into that slot, he was like, yeah, it's a virus arrow. Shut up. It works. <laughs> I'm just saying, USB arrow. Yeah. He has you know what? Um, they need to pull some of those out on the show arrow. I love that. Oh, yeah. We did oh. have our boxing glove, so. Yeah, we did. We did finally get the boxing glove. I laughed. I did. I admit it. Like a, like a little schoolgirl. I giggled when he did that. All right. So Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Uh, perfect. That's all I got. Uh, Exelon, what do you got? He is two dates. When I say two dates, I do mean like as of today, you know, post Ant Man release. He's still by far the best villain Marvel has had. Period. No, oh, yeah, no contest. Brian, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I have to agree there. I mean, just the fact that like I think it was last year or the year before he goes up to Comic Con dressed in the Loki stuff, just basically telling them they they must all kneel before him. Like, like yeah, that, that, that's that, that's how good he he is. Yeah, no, I agree. Very good, Goose. How about you? I feel like he did a good job of portraying both this outward, all-powerful supervillain, but at the same time, you get there subtle moments in his performance where you can see he really doesn't want to do what he's doing some of the time. But then other times, whenever there's an audience, he's right back into the new, new before Loki persona. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get that from him quite a bit, actually. All right, who's next on our list? Uh, Clark Gregg, Agent Phil Coulson. Uh, nifty little career he's made out of this character. <laughs> All right, uh, Goose, go ahead. Honestly, with Coulson, he was the guy who, for at least the first phase of Marvel, that really connected all these stories together. Because really, he's the guy who you see in almost, I think he's not, I don't think he's in the Hulk, but in every other movie, he at the very least makes an appearance. So he was like the glue that kept the team together. So in this movie, I really feel like he came out to the forefront, not ahead of the superheroes, obviously. But as far as S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, he was the guy we all knew going in. Yeah, okay. Uh, excellent. Um, well, he died, then he came back to life, so it's all good, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Don't c- Couldn't even make that better if I wanted to. Brian, go ahead. 
I, I just love how, like, you know, they bring him in in Iron in Iron Man One. He's just like shadowy government agent, um, and then in every subsequent movie, they give him a little more personality to where, like, you know, this this one, he's just he, he becomes a fan favorite to so that you know when he actually does die, everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah, he's this guy is the reason why everyone was just waiting for Hawkeye to die in Avengers Two. <laughs> that that and they tried to broadcast that so much. Like we're meeting the guy's family, and I'm like, oh no, he's got kids and a wife and a young one on the way. <laughs> oh, oh he saw it, how useless he is now. Oh no. Yeah, it's like he's not doing anything. He's just worried, and his wife said, like, oh, they're setting it up. Like homeboy's not coming back. And uh, no, instead we lost Quicksilver. You didn't see that coming. I <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that coming. I think so here's the thing though. Uh, I think if we were to have the Days of Future past Quicksilver, I think he could have taken care of that without getting hit by any bullets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think we got the worst Quicksilver. That's he could have, like, ran, ran on air to the, the jet, grabbed Ultron, and put him in front of the bullets. Yeah, he could have. Before yeah. Ultron even realized what was going on. Like, yeah. It was so OP yeah. in Days of Future past. But but at least this Quicksilver wasn't a douche. That's ah. true. He I was don't kind know. of a douche. He is kind of. I, the accent covers a lot of it up. I don't know. Those goggles <laughs> just... Uh. Or makes it worse depending on how American you are. <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. All <laughs> right. We, those stupid goggles. Yep. Okay. We got we to gotta move on. So next we have Kobe Smolders as How I Met Your Agent Maria Hill. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I guess I just didn't like her. Uh, Goose, what do you got? Honestly, I feel like I get what they were trying to do with the character, and I don't know much about her comic book counterpart, I'll admit. Good. But it, it felt honestly like Nick Fury light, and we already had Nick Fury for that. Okay, it's fair. Excellent. What do you got? To, to kind of bounce off of what Goose said, Maria Hill isn't really Nick Fury light so much as it's Nick Fury hardcore, at least in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, like, when I saw her, I cringed, not because Kobe Smulders did a bad job, but just because... I know the character, so when I, as soon as I saw her, I was like, Marvel's going to announce Civil War at some point in the future. And sure enough, it announced. Yeah. I just want to make it clear. I actually like Kobe Smolders. I just don't like Maria Hill, and I don't like how Maria Hill was in these movies. All right, yes. uh, Brian, still got you to Great. go. Yeah, Maria Hill is not a very likable character in the comics, and I think they brought her in way too soon. Like, she, she, she's, she does not show up until Nick Fury goes underground. So, But I, I, I do think Kobe Smolders did a good job playing playing the character that they wrote Maria Hill to be. All right. I I think that's fair. Uh, And finally, I'm not going to talk about anybody else. This is the last one we're going to bring up. Uh, We got Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. Uh, I have had it with these (laughs) aliens on this planet. (laughs) All right, Goose, go. You always get the feeling that Sam Jackson is not even acting anymore. They literally just told him, be yourself. <laughs> particularly particularly the scene where he's talking to the council. And he's just like, well, since it's a stupid-ass decision, I've chosen to ignore it. Like, that, that's yeah. Sam Jackson right there is what that is. It, it, it really is, yeah. All right. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, they picked Sam Jackson to, to be Nick Fury, and he's up there being, being Sam Jackson. I mean, what more could you want? Yeah, I think that's the right way to go, though. Uh, excellent. How about you? Kind of go with what Goose was saying, you know, it's it's Sam Jackson. Great job. Thank God Loki did not mind control him at the start of the movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would that would have been. Yeah, that been totally could have done it. This Didn't entire con- this entire planet would have been screwed. Mm-hmm. So now here's a uh, so here's a question for you. I don't remember the Stan Lee cameo like totally just watch this movie. I cannot remember it. Would he had one? Obviously. Yes. 
Do it was we... it was near the end. All it right. was you, you know how they're like cycling through all those different like news feeds and like everyone's giving their opinions on it. He's like the old guy who turns around and says, "Superheroes in New York, give me a break." Oh yes, okay. I had totally mentally checked out by that point in the movie and stopped watching, so that's why. That's his, why I don't remember. Yeah, his original cameo was actually in that Captain America deleted scene where, like, he makes some comment about something, and I think he turns around and says, "Like, what have you been living under a rock?" Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan anyway. Uh, one guy, <laughs> one guy, I need to point out. I'm sorry, I got to. He's the tiniest little part. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton was the uh, security guard or the maintenance guy that that Bruce Banner walks into, like, falls into the one who talks to him right after he falls off the helicarrier. Oh, the one who gives him pants? Oh, yeah, yeah, the one who gives him pants. Like, son, I think you might have a condition. Yeah. Uh, no, I love him. Yeah, J- J- Joss Whedon was going, I mean, I don't think we could have done any better than making Bruce Banner's spirit guide Harry Dean Stanton. I I, I absolutely loved the scene. I liked the deleted <laughs> scene, like the one where it's much longer. <laughs> yeah. I, think it, I think it was great. Uh, and he's he's one of my favorite character actors. I love seeing him and stuff. So I, I was really super excited, and you know he's like a lot of people know him from like Alien and stuff like that, and he uh he he used to be on Yesteer with Mike O'Malley, who I met once and was totally cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I think I just wanted to drop <laughs> Mike O'Malley's name. I can name drop. It's my name podcast. dropper. <laughs> I hardly ever name drop. <laughs> I hardly ever, but I'm gonna name drop Mike O'Malley through the most backwards way I could possibly get there. All right. Um, all right, so that's going to be I'm not talking about any more of the cast. Uh, I don't know. Was there anybody else of note that anybody else wants to talk on? I don't think so. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else. Uh, the old German man, I think, did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a, a very small role, but mm-hmm. he nailed it. Yes. Uh, Kenneth Tigar is, is the name of, of the actor. Um, he's, he's, has been, I mean, he's another, he's a character actor. He's had little small roles in a bunch of stuff, but, uh, he's on that, um, that show, the, uh, the Amazon Prime exclusive show Alpha House. Oh, what is he? Uh, he's a, a Senator Mauer, I think. I can't, I can't place it. I can't place it. I, I'm gonna have yeah. to go back. And I mean, look he's at only that. been in like a couple of episodes, but I mean, I I don't even know. I don't remember from watching it. I had to look him up on IMDb. So mm. yeah. All right. Anyway, so let's now let's talk about the uh, the Avengers the movie. We're done with the cast. All right, <laughs> we did that and. Way longer than I thought it would take, but still a lot shorter than it could have been. So we'll just call that a win. Uh, I I like what they did with the story in terms of sort of like it, f- it feels like the first Avenger story from the normal Marvel universe, and they mixed it with the first Avenger story from the Ultimate universe, and they kind of created this new thing that was still a bit familiar. And I like what they did with it, even though it was incredibly silly that aliens decided to invade Earth. And they did so in a small, like, 10-block radius of New York City, so such that six people on foot with limited ranged weapons would be able to significantly combat them. I think they made it They made it kind of clear, like, 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 using the police and, like, you know, Iron Man flying around, you know, I, I think they did, like, the, keeping it to a 10-block radius was probably more from, like, the efforts of everyone involved, not just... Yeah. But it it does kind of raise the question. It's like your your portal's that high in the sky. How do you not just decide? You know what? If I go over here, I don't have to fight them. Yeah, you know, you don't have to go straight down. Basically, is what they're saying. Like you you can yeah. you can leave the portal and then just hang a right. They couldn't yeah. if Thor was doing his job. Well, yeah, if Thor was doing his job, none of this would have been an issue. 
Yeah, I feel like if the portal was on the ground, it would have made a lot more sense as to why they were right there. Because, yeah, like you said, that thing's like half a mile up. There's no reason they couldn't just exit stage left and be pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree. And that was... That that kind of bothered me a little bit, and plus it's, and this is especially when you like when you compare and contrast this to like let's say the final scene or final fight in Man of Steel, where you know they kind of like so here's what would actually happen, and here we have this fun version where everybody lives and there's only a handful of casualties, and there's minimal property damage, and and I remember watching this going like wow they like wrecked all of New York, and then I saw what happened in Metropolis, and I'm like no this seems pretty reserved now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So well, you know, there's tons of memes about it, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen a handful of them. I, I don't. It's DC's problem. Not that I want to make this a Marvel DC thing, other than to once again plug. I want to see Marvel's. Uh, I want to see Marvel's Avengers and DC's Justice League in one movie. JLA Avengers. Somebody get on that because I want to see it. Yes. But uh, DC tries to be so serious that they're like, well, a battle with Superman would create huge damage and casualties and take down entire buildings and literally kill dozens of people the problem is the 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 writer who's who was on all three dark knight movies and they brought him in for man of steel and i think they brought him in for dawn of justice too they he hates comic books like he so i i think i think he's just trying to make them as realistic as he thinks they need to be yeah, I mean, there's there's a certain well, time where that works, and there's a time when I kind of I kind of want everyone going out for shawarma and joking with each other and firing your hand lasers into Captain America's shield so we can deflect it to hit the other aliens, even though that's so incredibly uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Fantastic. Inefficient. Let's ah. go inefficient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like DC forgets that comic books are supposed to be fun. Yes, well, you can yeah. be serious. You can been... be serious and dark, but don't be so serious and dark that literally by the end of it, you need an antidepressant. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 here's the thing: if like if everyone's always sad and if it's always sad and dark and gloomy, at, then at no point does any of it actually mean anything. You have to be happy before the sadness means something. So going off the destruction aspect, I, I went on <laughs> length in our Man of Steel podcast right saying why i thought it was great because i i remember in the comics superman versus doomsday they did wreck that city Mm -hmm. like just them punching each other not not the buildings just punching each other was causing buildings to collapse so Mm. like so when i saw this like what happened in metropolis i was okay with it like yeah that's what that's what a serious superman battle does when he's yeah. actually trying, that that is mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, maybe no, we should was... actually have a Marvel versus DC podcast because we clearly have enough material for it. <laughs> yeah, we we could oh, yes. easily. You know what? It might be something to, to hold on to if I didn't have this giant backlog of, of movies and, and TV shows that I'm supposed <laughs> to do hero talks on that I've been sitting on for like months. So all right, I'm getting to them, folks. All right, I'm getting to them. Just back <laughs> off me. All right, I've been busy. Uh, so let me. What else do I want to talk about? So the helicarrier. So I didn't think the helicarrier was going to work live action, and then I saw it, and I still don't think it works live action. I think it's still silly. It's not designed like something that should be able to fly, and I cannot think of any tactical reason why you would want to take an aircraft carrier skyward. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things. They kind of. I I don't, I don't know if it's so much they they felt like they had to have it, but mm-hmm. I think it definitely worked a lot better than it did. Um, then like at least like the look worked a lot better than it did in the comic books because in the comic books it's actually like 
think of like air like airplane propellers. Yeah, aren't they just like, like little vertical. little propellers that just go vertical and lift it up and that's supposed yes. to yeah. So so I think that the turbines as they as they made them were the, the, the turbofans they used, I think was was closer to something that could work. Yeah. Something that made sense. Because why would you do that when you've got aircraft coming to land on it? Like that's just another thing for them to hit. Yeah. That's incredibly dangerous and irresponsible. Not as irresponsible as um this is probably a nitpick, but like the the, the point when like uh, they're standing on they're standing on the flight deck for the first time, and Cap mm-hmm. says like this feels a lot more familiar than you might think, and like uh, a group of a group of soldiers just kind of runs by in formation, clearly just like on PT. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, first of all, you you do not want to do that on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier. Right. You want to be wearing helmets mm-hmm. and some kind of ear protection, especially one that's actively landing planes. Yeah. And doesn't it take off like five like while they're sitting there? And, and I don't think which that's... is not safe, by the way. Don't do yeah, this at I... home, kids. Yeah. Well, I think that doesn't bother me quite as much as like the the idea of like it's an active runway and there's people just kind of running around on it. Yeah, there's there's no real discipline there, and uh, so I blame I blame I blame Sam Jackson. It's Nick Fury's (laughs) fault. He's supposed to be running a tight ship. He's he's so worried about trying to assemble this Avengers team. Yeah, I know nothing of military, and even I was like, that can't be a good idea. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the taking the taking off thing, like that, mm-hmm. could work if, like, every if you made it very clear, hey, we're about to take off. Everyone put on, like, you know, your yeah, um, your parachutes, your, your, I guess, your parachutes, your masks, so you can breathe. Yeah, or maybe just like a whole, let's clear the flight deck because we're about to take flight ourselves. Yeah, no, there's just this kind of warning. Siren and it's and it's like oh are we about to go underwater? Yeah, I I agree. They definitely should have had more warning, especially since they just brought the guy on board who turns green and angry when he freaks yeah. out. <laughs> like he should know this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like his reaction where he looks over like oh no this is much worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I this love is, that. This is stupid. This is really dumb of you guys. Just <laughs> FYI, totally dumb. Like that, like that. That was about on par with uh, Edward Norton going me in a metal tube underground in the angry city in America. Yeah, I will. I will say though. Now, this his recruiting scene, uh, the 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 Hulk's recruiting scene. I really enjoyed it. Like, I like how he pretended to be angry just to make her uncomfortable, just to kind of because you know she's playing it all cool and stuff. Like, oh mm-hmm. well, I'm you know I'm, I, I'm not afraid. And then he gets slightly upset, and everyone just flips out. <laughs> Oh yeah, he saw through the entire thing. Like yeah. he knew yeah. he was surrounded mm-hmm. from, what, from the little, start. He knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one little touch. I, like I don't she, know if I like you noticed she it. pulls the gun on him, and it's just like, what do you think that gun is really gonna do? You think I've, no one's ever shot me before? Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Hey, I don't know if you guys noticed that, like, where he when he says, uh, "I don't always get what I want," he kind of like pushes the mm-hmm. the the cradle. Yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of alluding to the fact that he can't have kids. Right. You can adopt. I, yeah, I didn't notice it. I like, yeah. Well, well I think I, part of it was, I don't know if it was so much infertility as it was like, I, it's really hard to have a family in this condition. No, no, it's it's infertility. He can't get too excited, remember? Well, otherwise he hulks out. Yeah, remember. <laughs> yeah, we saw he's Yeah. I, he's taking the Hulk vow of chastity. My, my point is, it's not so much he can't physically have kids. It's more like he can't have a family because of this. Right. Yeah, but unfortunately, like then we uh we have Natasha Romanoff, who also can't have kids 
as revealed in Age of Ultron. And I yep. guess that, that really made some people mad, too. It did, because apparent, because they thought they were saying that that makes her a monster. No, I, no. I, I thought it was the whole killing people for money and sport is what made her a monster. Yeah, that's it, what I took from it. It was, yeah, you know. but problem is, like, the, the way they, they set that up, it was, like, right next to the I can't have kids thing. So a lot of people just took that and ran with it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened. All right, so I guess that went right over my head. Anyway, no, we'll... We, we will do warriors. we will do that hero talk. Let's, yeah, we'll do Age of Ultron eventually. Don't worry, we will do that movie because I got much to say about it. As do I. Not a lot of it's good. That was. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. This leading up to the Avengers, it almost felt like they just couldn't do wrong, you know. And then Iron Man three, and you're like, Iron Man three kind of proved that, like, uh oh, they they can screw this up pretty bad. And Iron Man mm. two was like the blood in the water, but Iron Man three was like, uh oh. Yeah. I, we'll I get there. Know. Yeah, we'll get there. Anyway, let's not let's not spoil everything. All right. So, uh, so Captain America, I do not like his costume, and I know I said it like back at the beginning, but didn't it seriously look like pajamas? It did. I mean, am I wrong? Like it was looked. It really did. Well, what, what Maybe it looks like subtle merchandising. Yeah. It well, it looked like. Well, I mean, you know, Coulson straight up admitted, A, he was a fanboy, mm-hmm. B, he, he helped design the suit. So it was built by somebody trying to make a functional uniform, but but really nostalgic for, like, that USO. Uniform. Yeah, it was like he was trying to make the USO for- uniform instead of, like, the one that Rogers actually wore when he was doing stuff, which yeah. looked awesome and would have been perfect. I mean, they, they, they you don't need to touch Captain America's uniform. You got it right the first time. Just keep it. Honestly, well, I think the USO by, by that uniform point, the... would have been better than what he was wearing. Well, I, yeah. I mean, yes, functionally speaking, it, it would have been, but I think like, you can just take that one. I'm actually surprised that one held up in Winter Soldier because, I mean, think about it. It's been just kind of sitting around for 70 years. It was like... made by a Stark. <laughs> Stark tech. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> so I guess I guess Stark tech never ages. It's no. always good. It's it just it's gets like uh, fine wine. Outdated. It is like fine wine. <laughs> so 1944 was a very good year for armor. Extremely good vintage. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the the whole movie it's it's revolving around the uh, the Tesseract, which I guess is what we're saying instead of Cosmic Cube, but it's totally the Cosmic Cube. It is totally the Cosmic Cube. Um, it's also the uh, Space Stone, you know, the Infinity Stone. Yeah, the Space Infinity Stone. Now, I don't think the Cosmic Cube is supposed to be an Infinity Stone. I think we're it just kind of we're mixing some things together to very conveniently get all the Infinity Stones introduced in time. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not an Infinity Stone purist where I'm really going to, you know, put it on my scholar things, glasses. It makes things simple. And honestly, I don't think I've ever seen anyone complain that it's been considered the, the Space Stone. Yeah. What I what I don't like is it's just it's this very convenient and all the infinity stones kind of have this this very convenient like what does it actually do? What does it not do? Like what can you use it for? Like it's just it's so incredibly weird how it's you know well, we're using it to power everything but he's going to use it to open a portal cuz he can't open a portal with the infinity stone he already has. He needs this infinity stone but not other oh, infinity stones. Oh, don't even stones. get me started on how Age of Ultron handles that. That's uh yeah, yeah, Age of Ultron. Uh. That one, that one did kind of confuse me. Like I always thought, like the scepter wasn't supposed to be a separate stone. So when everyone's like calling it the Mind Stone, I'm like, shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. And then, oh, it's the Mind Stone. <laughs> yeah. huh. What always okay. kills me about the Infinity Stones is they keep telling us 
boundless power. In the Guardians of the Galaxy, you see this thing where the dude, like, smashes it and the planet blows up. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm betting they're not going to use that particular power on our heroes anytime soon. Yeah. Really, that well, seems like that's the one they should have used on Earth. Before that ever happens. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> I just, I really feel like, it really feels like they're using the wrong stones for stuff. Like, he gets the, the Mind Stone and he sends Loki to Earth. It's like, well, maybe you should really just be focusing all of your efforts on the blow up the planet stone. And just, that seems like the only one you really need. I, well, I, the idea is to get all of them. You know, you got to collect the whole set. Yeah. Now, there's a there's Marvel's a reality Pokemon. stone, right, too? Like, that's a... There's two more. There's yeah. uh, time and soul. Time and soul, yeah. And then he puts them all together and he gets the gun. I don't even remember. You know, I read this thing when it first came out, but it was so long ago. Like, I don't even remember what happened. Something about Spider-Man got powers to fight him. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember what, that. What I don't get about the whole gauntlet thing in the movies yeah. is that so that there's a spot for each like gem, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how how is there a spot for one of them and one didn't even exist until Thor 2 happened? What do you mean it didn't exist? It didn't exist. It was the ether. It was the giant, like, smoky thing until it became well, a gem at the end of the movie. Maybe it always was destined to become a gem. Maybe it's like, maybe you have to put it in a case. I don't know. Yeah. I Not think... to go back to Age of Ultron again, but I'll be <laughs> honest, when he puts on the gauntlet and is like, fine, I'll do it myself, he just seems like a petulant child at this point. I like, know! I, they, like, they didn't get me my toys in time, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, I, I, I can't wait to see the explanation for that. Well, he's been sitting around for years at this point, and like, <laughs> just kind of like, it's just in that chair. I haven't seen him get out of the chair until he's finally like, fine, get out of the chair. <laughs> There's like no lumbar support at all in this thing. Yeah. Excuse me for just trying to get people to bring me all these stones. Like, I, I don't know if he's just like that. He's that self entitled, mm. or if he was just he was just trying to stay in the shadows. During all of it, so like no one would catch on. But I, I guess either what, way, what, it's what's, like what's to not catch on about? Like, so let's say you come down and you, you're all like, "Hey, hey, Tony Stark, yeah, uh, Thanos wants the Infinity Stones. What's Tony gonna do armed with that information now? Oh, some dude I've never heard of wants some things I've never heard of. Got well, I, I, would, I would expect the Nova Corps would be more on top of it than the Avengers, but yeah, yeah. the Nova Corps couldn't even stop a ship from entering their atmosphere. What's the, what, are they, what are they going to stop Thanos? I'm saying they're the only ones who would try to do something. Like, yeah, Tony would be like, okay, who, what, and huh? That's true. I wonder if Tony's going to go to space and meet the Nova Corps. I just kind of want to see Robert Downey Jr. and John C. Riley interact with each other. He was actually. They were going to put him in Guardians. But oh, like, were they okay? Well, well, here's the thing. I like, mean, he, he you know, was in the comic books, right? Briefly, yeah. He he did he did join the the Guardians for for a little while. Um, but he they 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 didn't put him in the movie because they hadn't like finalized his contract for the rest of the movies yet. Yeah, that's probably best to keep him out. All right. So anyway, back to Avengers, the movie we're currently talking about. We have gone way off course here. So let's <laughs> let's bring it on back. Um, There's just so much to all of this. I know. So now we let me let me talk about Thor. Wasn't the whole point at the end of Thor that like he can't come back to Earth? Like everything shut down. So when Thor just kind of shows up as conveniently as he does, you start to think like, oh, so apparently when you break the the Rainbow Bridge, you're not cut off forever. You're just cut off for like a year or so until you fix it. Well, Loki made the comment. I just love the hand wave explanation they give. (laughs) Well, Loki made the comment, um, how much dark energy did the Allfather have to summon? So like basically to to make it, to, to get him to like another realm or whatever you want to call it, 
like it takes a lot of effort. So it's like only worth doing if it's really important. So yeah. basically, Odin's a Mass Effect biotic. He uses dark energy to do things. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and now we've reached a new low. Okay. Oh, come on. We bring it into Mass Effect. All right. But I'm just saying. However, I, I, w- I was I, I was actually thinking of calling of of, of pointing to the uh, the the cosmic cube as uh, as space magic. Uh, it pretty much is. <laughs> I mean, let's let's wow. just be honest here. It, it is. Wow. It is. All right, so all right. much in this universe is space magic. So we're gonna we're gonna move on. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up one more time because I, I just kind of want to talk about like some of the early scenes where you got Agent Coulson and you got Tony Stark talking to each other. And I wish Pepper Potts was not in this movie. I don't like her, and I think I'm bothered that she walked around Stark Tower barefoot. Like, I would think of any yeah, place that, bu- that bugged me too. Yeah, yeah. especially on like a construction area like that, that room was clearly still under construction yeah it's but i mean that, seriously there's gonna be like a ton of nails and, and and splinters and stuff and she's just walking around barefoot that bothered me bothered I me think, more than just having her in the movie because i don't like gwyneth paltrow like at if it all. was if it was finished if the entire tower was finished it's like okay i kind of get it like like if she uh-huh. was if they were like walking around a lounge or something okay that makes sense but yeah no not where they were and I do kind of agree. She was kind of there wasn't much point to having her there, other than that to kind of show that she's more familiar with Phil Coulson than Tony was, which uh, she... serves no point ever again. Yeah, his which... his agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember after that, uh, t-shirts were coming out saying with like those name tags saying, "Hello, my first name is Agent." Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we, we we have this contrived way to get them all together, but we, we get this good action sequence, and I think our first decent action sequence, and I don't count the the, the Cosmic Cube theft scene because I didn't like it. It was a good, it was a chase scene. It wasn't an action scene. Yeah, but we have this, the, the whole, the Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, triple threat in a cage match in the forest. Uh, I just want to point out right now that Thor had no idea that Captain America's shield was going to be able to dissipate Mjolnir like that. He was totally just trying to kill Captain America. Absolutely. He was, he was just going mm. out for straight-up murder right there. Yeah, that's just <laughs> cold-blooded murder. That is like... For all he knew, it was just a dude with the shield. He didn't even know he had, like, super soldier power. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, well, here's some guy who wants me to stop taking my brother, and instead of explaining myself to him, I'm just going to murder him. Thor, smash! Yeah, yeah, you learned nothing in New Mexico, my friend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I did say. Scene, I, I, I will say that uh, I started tuning into the movie. Yeah. I, like, up until this point, I was kind of like half watching, half zoning out. That, and then this scene happened. Yeah, like, now scene now I'm on board. Okay, Marvel, show me what you've got. Yeah, I did, I did like the Germany scene. I love we'll Tony's reaction because yeah. he sees a guy, he sees a guy who can who clearly can fly, has magical powers, and what's he like? I can take him. Yeah. Although now, doth mother know you weareth her drapes? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he he ad libbed that. Like he like he was just supposed to say Shakespeare in the park, and then he added that little bit to the end. I'm not surprised at all. Robert Downey <laughs> ad libs a bunch of his lines. Yeah. His yeah. Do they even give him lines, or they just kind of tell him what the scene's about and just let him do stuff? I think it's script, mostly the latter. Reads him. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I I'm a. I, I was I was kind of a big fan of the scene, other than the, some of the silliness, like the the Thor murder, or the fact that Thor's lightning apparently charges Tony's arc reactor, like supercharges it. 
Honestly, when I saw that, I like to think that because of what happened with him and Whiplash, maybe he would have made his suit where it absorbs lightning. That's the only thing I could think yeah. of. If only there was an yeah. instance in the future where Iron Man could really use a power boost from Thor's <laughs> lightning. Uh, yeah. If only. Oh, well. It never comes up again. There, there, I, hard I, I, I will say, after after hearing like Joss Whedon tell what they wanted him to do with that, like they said they wanted a you know a fight scene between them, and they were kind of pushing to have one of them be under Loki's control and he was like what no that's so contrived let me think of something else and so he came up with this thing where like they're kind of disagreeing on what to do with him it's like okay now you have conflict yeah still a little contrived mm. I mean just a little bit and but we, at least we have another scene and you know I, I every time Captain America jumps out of a plane an angel gets its wings <laughs> homeboy does not like to land planes he's just like nope you could take me up but I'm gonna find my own way down Unless yeah, he's falling into just, ice water, so, in which case he just puts it into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the only time he's jumped from a high altitude with a parachute. This is the last time he's jumped from a high altitude yeah. with a parachute. He well, he learned after no this, he's like, it's it's way too hard to try to, like, he likes the speed, basically. He's like, this is too slow and inefficient. I'm yeah. just going to drop. I did say I hear I hear like Chris Evans thought that um, the, the way the way his character was written, he felt like they didn't do enough to like show off like how strong Captain America really was. Like I they guess he really felt like don't. he took too much of a beating. Yeah. So he so he was kind of relieved in Age of Ultron. He was able to do more. Yeah. But still, I I like, still think he throw could. a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, they they really don't play that up. Like they he does a no. lot of stuff that like he's this is how fast he is. This is how like fast he can run and he can jump real yeah. high. But yeah. they don't do a whole lot of like I'm pretty. Although he yeah. did go toe to toe with Loki for a while there. For a little bit, yeah. yeah. The thing with Captain he America took, he took, is... He took that gut shot like a champ. <laughs> yeah, He did. He got shot in the chest and he could still go out to eat afterwards. With Captain America, when you have Thor and the Hulk on your team, so it's not really necessary to emphasize how strong Captain America is when you have two people stronger than him anyway. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, um... I don't know. I I I really liked the, the Germany scene. I think the Germany scene was made by the German man, though, not so much the action, but... I, it just kind of like if you're going to have Captain America and you're going to have this guy who's got some super strength at some point, just let me see him face off against a normal guy in this movie so that we can just reestablish that, by the way, I'm not the normal guy here. I'm not the worthless one. You wonder why he's here. That's Hawkeye. Ah, but they did that in Winter Soldier, and he still didn't uh, demolish the guy in five seconds. That German scene, though, did definitely bring the these look like pajamas scene into stark reality. Because when he stands there holding the shield, it's like, sorry, guy, but this just looks like bad cosplay. (laughs) It does. It really does. Like, I like his Captain America suit. I think it it looks, I especially like the one from from Winter Soldier. I was a big fan of how it looked. Like, when it's like, you even get rid of, like, the stripes. And it's like, now it just kind of looks like something that you would wear to go and do, you know, black ops or whatever. But... I mean, almost. He still has a weird star-shaped pattern on the chest. It looked but, yeah. less and like a red, white, and blue shield and more yeah. like a uniform at that point. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. he had the stealth shield, so he had, like, it was the, the, the blue and white. It was just dark blue. He had actually, um... That was actually a, a, a variation on one in uniform in the comics after he had... Yeah, that was his, uh, Yeah, his, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. one, right? When he was Steve well, Rogers' Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Director they, of S.H.I.E.L.D. They, well, they just yeah. called him Steve Rogers' Super Soldier. Oh yeah, he was actually head of Shield during that point during that period. Okay, yeah, I, I, it looked, yeah, I remember like recognizing the the costume, but anyway, it, 
So, alright, so we got the, the first battle, the German scene. So next we have the Helicarrier with uh, with Hawkeye coming in. And the infighting, like, I get Loki was kind of manipulating the infighting. And, I mean, I, I guess I guess I can get away with it if Loki was trying to manipulate everybody, though. I was a little unclear as to what Loki actually wanted, you know? Like, because they kind of play like he wants the Hulk, but didn't seem to do anything with the Hulk. He didn't end up getting the Hulk, and it didn't seem to hamper his plans all that much. And quite frankly, it just, I don't get it. Like, his, he, so he opens, like, the, the, the whole ultimate plan, I don't get what Loki was doing. Like, he's playing everybody, but then he, like, what his end game is, so then I, I manipulate everybody, and I send your team into a tizzy. Then I'm going to release the, the hordes on New York, and then I'm going to be mad, but I'm going to direct them at you. And then I'm going to spend the entire third act riding in a jet ski. It's... It makes a lot more sense when you consider that this movie's plot is pretty much almost the same as the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. A little bit, yeah. Mm. The one that made Sean Connery retire from acting? That one. Yeah, no, well, that was... That was a pretty terrible movie, and this was a man who wore an orange bathing suit for a film, yes. so he knows a thing or two about embarrassing films. And dressed up as a teddy bear in a movie called The Avengers. Yeah. Way to <laughs> segue yeah. that one there. Yeah, there you go. He brought it back. <laughs> he brought it back. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not very clear. It, it ends up being one of those one of those evil plans that's like every time they get captured, it's like, oh, I meant to do that. Yeah, I just, I'm not sure he meant to do that, and the, the whole... I'm going to get what he wants, and then, oh, he's after the Hulk, but then it, it's, it just seemed like it was very contrived, and all, all you really want to do is just see the Hulk throw down with Thor. And so they came out with about 20 minutes of setup that made no sense so that we could make that happen. Honestly, like, it felt like that Tony Stark did more to get him fighting than Loki ever did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Tony Stark kind of does that. He's kind of a jerk like that in the comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think I think what... I don't know. The, the best I can think of is like Barton told them told him about the helicarrier, and he thought, okay, well, this could be a threat somehow, so we have to bring it down. Um, I I get sent there. They start fighting over me, and then you guys come, air quotes, rescue me, and uh, we take the thing down and into the process. That is the most sense I can make out of that. It's like the South Park underpants gnome plan. Step one, <laughs> I get canceled. Step two, step three, profit. But they forgot what step two was meant to be. Yeah, it, it really was just kind of... Yeah, anyway. so But we do get the scene where uh, I get to see Black Widow freak out because the Hulk's chasing her, and then uh, the Hulk and, and Thor fight. And I'm of two minds about whether or not I think the Hulk should be able to lift Mjolnir. On the one hand, totally not worthy, and I get that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, though, not being able to lift Mjolnir would make him angry. And the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. So eventually, he should hit some kind of point, because Mjolnir is not really magic. They've established nope, it's, magic. it's some sort of science in space there magic. somewhere. Yeah, I still think eventually, I think Hulk should be able to eventually lift Mjolnir. At the very least, at some point, he will move the Earth using Mjolnir's yeah, hands. Yeah, at some point, he's going hell? to be lifting up Mjolnir with a big chunk of the, the helicarrier still stuck to it and, and <laughs> using it that way. And I, I almost would have rather seen that, but uh, yeah, I, it was it was a nice fight. And then 
it just got confusing and there was the whole restarting the restarting the fan and I don't think that's how it's supposed to work and we at least get the it seems to run on some kind of electricity. Yeah. All right, you got to really call stupid on the guy who's flying the plane. You've seen the whole, they all know what happened in Harlem. They know how far he can jump. Why would you put the plane that close to the glass and then be surprised when, hey, the bullets we've been shooting at him for years still aren't working? Yeah. You know what he should have done? Shoot down the, I'm going to just call them Hydra, Hydra airships who were like dropping troops onto the helicarrier. Yeah, that's what he probably should have been focused doing. on. Yeah. All right. But so the, the whole it scene ends up was, leading I, to one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Anyway, so the whole thing leads to one of my favorite scenes. The Hulk falls down, and then he gets to talk to the to his spiritual guide, as as he's been put before. So, trying to think <laughs> if there's anything else we really need to talk about at the Helicarrier battle. Oh, uh, yeah, Coulson uh, dies. That's a pretty big deal, I suppose. There it is, yeah, Coulson that, dies. That's what honestly, that's what pissed me off about them bringing him back because they gave him a good death, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they just completely erased it because comics. Yay, comics. I mean, he he has done a great job with Agents of Shield, but I do I do feel like it it made it made that great death scene meaningless. Yeah. Have they ever in in Agents of Shield uh, established what happened other than that he didn't just die briefly and come back, but something did happen to him? I know that something with an alien. Would you like me to would you like me to explain it? Yeah, go ahead. So what they did was they, they, they it, it did have something to do with an alien. I I, I want to say it was a Cree. I'm probably yeah, it may have been okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a Cree. They they, they took like Cree uh, Cree blood. There's like some healing component in it, and and it wasn't just like inject it with him and he comes back to life. They had to do like major brain surgery on him to get him back, and I think they had to. Because like so much time had passed, they had to implant a bunch of memories of him being into in in a recovery center in Tahiti. Yeah, I kind of got uh, the impression. Which is why, if you ever hear jokes about Tahiti, that's what they're referring to. Yeah. Um. So so in in a few episodes, it becomes like a very traumatic issue for him. How did they get Cree blood? They found a Cree body. Who's been? They've had him on ice for a long time. And they decided to just inject him with this alien blood they found. Like you do. What's the worst <laughs> that could happen? It's just alien blood. Yeah. And he's <laughs> dead anyway, right? So I guess. Yeah, really. All right. So like, oh, we inject and nothing happens. Well, then we're, we're still where we were. We didn't lose anything. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I asked, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> sorry I asked. Yeah, the, I think I'd have rather just had the, I thought you were dead. Nope. Nope. Well, you see. Nope. I, I got uh, better. Another Another thing that's kind of interesting is like the people in charge of the movies don't want any kind of crossover with Agents of Shield because they feel like that's really just like complicated everything. Even though Agents yeah. of Shield is even though Agents of Shield is really more just subtly setting up the Inhumans and just reacting to everything the movies are doing. So I don't know what they're complaining about, I, but, but I, basically, I they, they, like I don't want to see Daredevil show up in you know Captain America: Civil War. I don't. I want Daredevil to stay on Daredevil. Well, the actor wants to be in it. <laughs> well, I'm sure the actor does. Yeah, who wouldn't? But I'm, I'm saying in terms of the character. But all well, right. the thing that gets me about Daredevil is like he he's he's a street level superhero. Mm-hmm. That that is what he does. That is yeah. that is Daredevil. He has his right. corner of the city, Hell's Kitchen. Yep. And he he fights crime in that city. Like he does not need to be involved in every you know world ending threats because he's a street guy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing about Civil War. It does it does it does spill over onto the streets. Well, you know what? 
That's that's Captain America's fault. Yeah, that is in fact Captain America's <laughs> and fault. And Iron Man. Yeah, and Thor, who seriously should yeah, have been on that, that portal. <laughs> seriously, though. <laughs> that bothers me. He was totally supposed to stay there, and instead he's off playing with the Hulk. Yeah, see, now, now you, now you can't not Hulk. think of that, right? So hard. Yeah, that's why the Hulk punched him. Everyone thinks the Hulk is just a jerk. The Hulk's like, you were supposed to be watching the portal. Why are these guys even here, Hulk? (laughs) That's what's going on there. Hulk was just annoyed. Hulk knew the plan. Hey, I did my part. I smashed. All right? What was your part? What was your one job? Yeah, see, Thor stole his kill. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, Idiot Thor. Every casualty after that point was because Thor left his job. Again, he learned nothing in New Mexico. He's the same guy. He's like, oh, there's a battle I shall join. Like, no, jerkhead, you're supposed to be watching the portal. That's why Tony had to do all his stuff. How easy would it have been for you to catch Tony if you were already there doing your job? Hmm? Exactly. I did did like the line, well, Thor's taking taking down a squadron down on 6th. And he didn't invite me. Yeah. We think that's mock. <laughs> like, he's being sarcastic. Like, he's mock indignation. That's real indignation. It's like, seriously? Did he tell him to take out the squadron? Or did you tell him to watch the portal? I blame this whole <laughs> thing on Thor. This is all Thor's fault. Yeah? yeah? I think that's fair. I think, yeah, between Thor and the Galaga guy, these... Oh, it's, it's totally Thor. If he just job. grabbed a hold of Loki and kept a hold of him, none of this would be happening. Yeah, that's also true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, think about it. Like, Thor is exactly the kind of guy who would get bored just sitting there shooting lightning in a hole. It's like, screw this. I want to get in the thick of things. Yeah, well, and there, that's... To battle, my brothers! Yeah. All right. So, any other big things we want to talk about in the... F- I actually was not a fan of all those, like watching the people interact with each other while they were fighting, you know, like the whole shoot my beams, the shield to bounce them off. Or we, cause they're, they're doing like these choreographed uh, fight scenes with each other. I was like, I don't, I'm just not buying it. It felt like, it felt yeah, like well, it I think that was the one shot of fan service that really wasn't necessary. I mean, yeah, we've seen them do that before in other media, but it really wasn't necessary. Yeah. You know what I would have liked in that choreographed fight scene? Instead of them doing an, a Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 reference, which I don't think anyone even remembers that game, <laughs> with, uh, with the beams and the shield. I remember the oh, first yeah. one. Yeah. What they should have done was had Thor, if he's not going to do his job, fly down and just smack Captain America's shield, which they do do in Age of Ultron. Yeah, it was nice to see that come back. But yeah, that's what really, you yeah. already established it. Yeah. You know, it's Chekhov's gun. Just fire the gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe this is a nitpick, I'll admit, but during the entire battle, they keep touching their ears to talk, and there's nothing there. They have nothing in their ears for communication at all. And even yeah. whenever um, Black Widow is about to push the spear in there, she just starts talking and they can hear her like, you didn't even fake touching your ear that time. We, we've gotten <laughs> rid of all pretense. The Justice League has Martian Manhunter, right? That's how they pull that off. Yeah, but, uh, he does exactly. telepathically yeah, so. thing. He telepathically links everybody so they can all talk to each other, which uh, which makes sense so that you can get away with this sort of thing. For That's why they don't have stuff in their ears. They can just talk to each other. But uh, yeah, but here, no... I mean, break out the Bluetooth, people. Help product placement is your mantra. You could at least stick some Bluetooth in there. <laughs> yeah, Tony's the only one who gets away with it, quite frankly. 
Everybody else, oh, yeah. especially the Hulk. You telling me that the Hulk was able to keep that stuff in his ears? Hulk he just showed up. Wi-Fi. He, he just stole some dude's motorcycle <laughs> and he just showed up. He didn't have time to put anything in his ears. It's not like he was on the helicarrier with everybody else when they could have maybe had the secret hidden ear things implanted. He was But also begs the question, did he steal a scooter from somebody? I mean, he where did have. that come from? I I, I no, guess the Harry security gave it to him. Yeah, the security guard must have given it to him just for being awesome. The security like, guard. Like in the scene, like he, like he hands the keys to it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that deleted By the way, speaking scene. of... Yeah. Speaking of deleted scenes, they actually made that one at the beginning of Incredible Hulk canon. Did they? Because remember when he... Well, he mentions yeah, it, but, he... but like I said, it can't be canon because otherwise Captain America shouldn't have showed up. At the very least, like the whole concept of yeah. like, of what happened in it was canon. Like, That's how I took it. Wasn't Captain that. America like, in, in that scene too? Maybe what? I think Captain America was in that scene. Yeah, because well, he was he was in the ice in that scene. Right, but he couldn't have well, been in the ice because like he, he wasn't say, in the ship. Oh, hey, I remember watching you do that. Yeah, yeah. I still I just kind of took it as they 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 kept the concept of him trying to do that, but I don't think they meant literally that one time. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Just to, as long as we're on the Hulk, just one real quick thing. Uh, so whenever the Hulk talks, they usually use like the actor's voice mixed with Lou Ferrigno's voice. But Puny <laughs> God was actually all Mark Ruffalo. I think it was I think it was perfect as it was. Yeah, just just to put that out there. Uh so the whole now How have we not talked about puny god? Yeah. So I have I know so many people who get so upset and have told me and again, I just want to point out these characters are fictional that the Hulk really couldn't beat Loki in a fight. Again, fictional characters. Oh. But I say Hulk totally can beat Loki in a fight. Hulk gets mad, Hulk Wait, gets strong. That- well, they they they, they, make, they make it so questionable whether or not they're actually, like, gods. Like, demigods, I think, is, oh, no, is the aliens. better... Yeah, I mean, because quite frankly, there's only one god, and he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I totally believe Hulk could be an alien who looks like Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean... When they've already pretty well established what, 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 what powers does Loki really Loki have? Loki is not that strong. Yeah. At least in the movie universe. It's not like it's no. Thor. He's not grabbing Thor by the leg and just smashing him around the place. It's Loki. Loki yeah, yeah. doesn't Thor, get Thor strength. would be able to put up a fight. Loki Loki was so angry, he didn't even think to like make himself disappear or something. Yeah. He, he left his actual real self exposed to the Hulk to yell at him and call him, <laughs> like, what, a big green monkey or something? And Yeah. Doctor Doom would never have done that. Shame on you, Loki. Like he was smart enough not to do it when Thor was about to jump at him. Like, how do you not think? How do you not think to do that when something twice his size right. is about to do the exact same thing? He, d- he did not listen to Tony's advice. When, when you say we have an army, and you and you say, well, we have a Hulk, that that w- actually was a pretty decent comparison. You really needed to be on that, mm-hmm. especially since the Hulk was such a key part of his vague helicarrier plan. He should have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Needed the Hulk. How does it? How does he? How does he understand how powerful he is one minute, and then expect him to just sit there and listen to him bluster the next? Puny God. I'll be honest. I didn't even hear the puny God line. When we were in the theaters. People were laughing so hard at that scene. That's it wasn't fair. until I watched it on DVD that I realized he said anything. In my head, I was playing the clip from The Incredibles where he's like, "He caught me monologuing." <laughs> <laughs> That was That's, great. <laughs> yeah. No, I was able we'll to talk hear about it Iron in the Man theaters. 3 later. Yeah. I um cuz I I go to see these movies like when there's nobody there. So I think by the time I got to see The Avengers, which was on like some random Wednesday night, I think there was like four other people in the theater with me. And FYI, when I saw Avengers 2, I was the only dude in the theater. I'm the reason they had to put that <laughs> sucker on the projectors, man. They would have just gone home. And 
Yeah, I was only guy. Like, seriously, no one else came in. Whole theater to myself. So I cut all the lines, so. Nice. Yeah. That's what happens when you wait, like, six weeks after the movie comes out. <laughs> I remember we were doing uh, First Avenger. You still hadn't seen it. it I know, like I hadn't. I hadn't by the time we did the First Avenger Hero Talk. I went to see it, like, I even didn't see I said I was going to go see it next week, and I still, I was still a couple weeks later. I was at, um, <clears> it was at a point where it was, like, it was just leaving, like, I, I was at my do or die moment. It was like, listen, the thing, they're not <laughs> even putting it on, like, during the normal hours anymore. More. It's like if you want mm. to see it at night, you got to go during the week because on the weekend it's only getting matinee shows. So I was like, I, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta just do this thing. And I went only dude there. I went on like a Monday night. It was great. It was glorious. <laughs> what i should always do i'm not gonna always do that that's ridiculous but i it's better than i used to do the midnight show guy and that was i i can't do that game anymore this is much better it's much more i've enjoyable. got i've gotten too old for the midnight showing game the last thing i saw I midnight was green green lantern oh man what i'm sorry movie. yeah i can't remember the last time i actually did a midnight showing i did 10 30 for the for the avengers on like you know that thursday night yeah but... now that's more reasonable though because 10 30 at least like yeah you're getting out late but it's not like you had to get there late yeah, it was yeah. still like one morning by the time I got home. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Phantom Menace was my last midnight showing and it was I'm insanity. Even more sorry. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You I, 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 I vowed vow, vow that day I will never midnight show again. That's that's fair. All right. Uh so I guess we need to talk about Tony's self sacrifice and the missile. Uh it kind of felt like that made Tony the only real character in this movie that had any kind of developmental yeah. arc. Yeah, yeah, it it really did. Because, you know, Captain America, he's he's kind of the same, like, other than the fact that he now, you know, is the leader. He didn't really, he didn't really go through any kind of change or arc, and the Hulk is still the Hulk, and... Uh, no... Thor had development, he went backwards. Yeah, was... Thor backward. he regressed. He's now back to the <laughs> jerk at the beginning of the Thor movie. Yeah, but yeah, and this just... time he's been justified. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I just felt like it kind of made, and it was... It was cool and all, but like I'm not really seeing how it was a one-way trip because it really did feel like once the missiles through the wormhole, you just let go, dude. Like not even then. Like and then just, just go point back it at it the other way. Just, just, yeah. point, just point it at it to the point where it can't turn around and it'll take care of itself. Well, I was thinking like, all right, so let's say it's you know it's it's a missile, it's going fast. I'm not really too good at the aiming. Let's. Now, even though Tony Stark has shown no such limitations on his ability to to do these ridiculous shots, but I mean, I could understand. Let me take it up to the portal, which still has people pouring out of it. Thanks, Thor. Once it's there, like <laughs> you don't have to follow it in and stay there. You can just kind of send it and stop. I mean, it kind of bugged me. Yeah. Is why would his suit lose power when he went through the portal? I mean, the power is there on his chest. It's not like it was connected to Earth. I could have said Jarvis. I, didn't, I, I actually never connection. thought about that until I watched it today. I was like, wait a minute. That makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. Other I've than, seen losing yeah. connection with Jarvis because, you know, Wi-Fi can only go so far. Yes. Well, isn't is Jarvis like in power? the suit? Yeah, that's a, that's another thing. I thought, I thought, I thought Jarvis like, like downloaded a suit. version of himself into it. Well, because the reason, because I, I used to think that too. Except when uh, in Avengers two, when he's loading Friday into the suit, he actually takes a physical disc of Friday and puts it in the suit, doesn't he? Huh. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, but I I, I remember in Iron Man one, he actually says like I've uploaded myself. That's right. Like he does. Says, yeah. Jarvis so straight up like, says I uploaded like a, myself to the suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah, it, it makes no sense that his suit would just power down like that. And I'll it, be honest, would... I felt like him calling Pepper with this felt incredibly forced. Just her not answering the phone. Like, yes. really? 
You're seriously, you mean, you know that Tony's, you're not going to check your phone, really? Yeah. He's got a really? phone in the thing, you know? Like, what the hell? you didn't try calling him. Yeah. Or then there's the whole, you know, okay, this, this bothered me a little bit. Um, when he's when he's down and like they have to like bring him back to life, the Hulk yells at him and that's what brings him back. Like I thought it was going to be Thor shooting <laughs> lightning at his chest, like we previously <laughs> established. Yeah, yeah. No, it just just was kind of silly. And then there's the whole shawarma thing. And then oh, so I guess now, but yeah, I, I do feel like 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 something I noticed after the first time I watched it. Like yeah. I guess I was walking out, I kind of realized it, it really does make it seem like Iron Man is the main character. And everyone well, else is, is just supporting. Yeah. Like, yeah. And did anyone but, else think he probably got yeah, damaged just, more by Hulk catching him than anything else he did? That it was trip? not a graceful catch. I will give you that. <laughs> he just kind of it's like the football. I mean, spike. he threw down he's the. Just... <laughs> yeah. You don't call the Hulk he, he, for he, grace. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I mean, but yeah, like he he goes he goes inside one of those like Leviathan things, explodes it from the inside out, and it's like yeah, barely a scratch. Yep. Well, what about the missile? So we've we've established that they are within like a two block radius or whatever, and the, and the XCOM council decides we're going to nuke the city. It's hopeless. But they oh, have yeah. taken over. They're, bu- <laughs> yeah. They're bureaucrats. It's like, oh no, it's a lost cause. Just yeah, just got to nuke, nuke it. it from orbit. Only way to I... be sure. But the portal's in the air, so it doesn't make sense. No, it didn't make sense. It was it was silly, which is well, why it I was think, a I think the order. idea was, was destroy the thing that was holding the portal open. But it had a shield around it. Did it have the shield underneath? Did anyone even try shooting it from underneath? I don't think so. No, it was just like, let's get the scepter and, and, yeah. and, 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 and dislodge it that way. That seemed a little convenient. Yes. Very convenient. All right. So just saying, we, we need to talk about the shawarma scene, by the way. We have to. I shawarma. think it's dumb. That was so I dumb. I can't believe you guys ate that. It was, I was laughing my ass off so at it. So stupid. Captain America got shot in the chest. That man needs to go to a hospital. You know, speaking of, if you watch that scene, you'll notice Evans has his hand over his face. Reason for that is he grew a beard for another role, and then they called him back to shoot the shawarma scene. Yeah, so he's so covering the beard with his hand. Oh, I thought it was just because he was passed out from the blood loss from the shot in the chest. <laughs> Although I imagine I, I mean, he's got like I've a healing alien factor, weapon. doesn't he? Yeah. It was, I, I it was half was face bombing. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought it was hilarious because it's like these guys like just finished fighting a whole bunch of aliens and then they're just sitting in the shawarma restaurant. You know, like Thor's still in his armor. Captain America's still in his suit. Oh, now here's the thing. Um, Bruce Banner's wearing clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd he get those? They stopped and got clothes too while they were out. Like they went to a u- and it's well, like it's, it's like, the same uh, shabby like, clothes he always wears. It's not like they got him brand new shiny clothes from somewhere. Like they they went to a like a used clothing store and bought him some used clothes, and then they went and they got shawarma from a place that probably should have been closed to the public. Like I understand they saved New York, but should have been closed to the public. And who has Loki right now? Is Loki just off shot? <laughs> Like, with his little takeout dish going like, yeah, yeah this is pretty I, I, good, I, I, actually. I like to think that they just, like, had him there by the table. Yeah. <laughs> Loki wasn't allowed to sit at the cool kids' table, so he was just off to yeah. the side. Oh, no. See, see, in my head, the shawarma place Loki, is okay. closed, and they just broke in and made shawarma. <laughs> but there's people in the back cleaning up and stuff. Yeah. No, no. Here's what it was. Loki was under the table with Mjolnir on his chest, so he couldn't move. <laughs> Like this is this is really unprofessional. Yeah, if, they, you guys. if they had him in shot with Monier on his chest, that would have made that so much funnier. I think I would have enjoyed the scene actually. Oh yeah, they actually showed like just like just like put him on the counter. It's like just, yeah, just don't move. Just showed like just hang on, we're getting some food. I'm hungry. Sue me, okay? <laughs> 
Although, like, and someone did like point out, like, someone finally found like the scene where Stark got the idea for shawarma. Like, it's at one point where he like crashes onto the street. There's a shawarma shop in the background. Huh. Uh, that seems so. Probably one yeah. of his last thoughts before dying. Mm-hmm. The shawarma. Or shawarma. Or almost dying. Excuse almost me. dying. Yeah. Pepper and yeah. Then shawarma. That seems fair. Pepper and then shawarma. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this before we move on to like all the normal hero talk stuff is uh I wanted War Machine in this movie. Why yes. wouldn't War Machine be in this movie? What else was he know. doing that was so those important? Flying lizards. Yeah. Racism. I mean, maybe they just couldn't get uh, Don Cheadle's contract sorted in time. I don't know. But they could have put his suit in and just you know phoned something in for a voice. You need the yeah. suit for War Machine. That's all yeah. you need. Just War Machine just needs I mean, to hell, show even up. Paul shoot... Bettany just just phoned it in literally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that kind of bothered me a little bit. And then he shows up in Age of Ultron for like ten seconds. Yes, he does. And that was I thought it was going to be a War Machine movie. A little badass. Yeah. And then the freaking Vision shows him up hey, in his one moment of glory. That did bother me. Vision bothered me all all together. I I don't like that Vision picked up the hammer. That really irks me. Like really, really bothers me. No, it's it's like an elevator. I think, it's cool. I think they did kind of explain it pretty well later. It's like no, I he's like a machine. the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm bothered because Steve Rogers should totally be able to pick up the hammer. There's no reason why he shouldn't be able to. I did like they at least put in the moment where he moved it. At least I think I mean that was something. No, no. Yeah, he should have been up. He should have been like, oh, look at that, I'm Thor now. If he's not worthy, who is? Yeah, he's much more worthy than Mister. Leave my post. (laughs) Again, I think I think I think the whole point of that was like Mjolnir still has like a sense of ownership. Like it's like okay, this guy owns me. This guy is worthy to lift me, but oh, he's not my owner. He's not Thor. So it's like when Thor when Thor becomes unworthy, then Cap can pick it up. But yeah, I I think Thor's unworthy. That's how I choose to think of that. So, so you're saying Thor is unworthy, and that's why Vision was able to pick it up. No, Vi- I think he's saying Vision. No, I'm the saying elevator. Vision is a machine, yeah. so he can pick it up. Vision's the elevator. Vision is an android. Well, then shouldn't the pickup truck driven by Stanley have done the same? Well, no, because it was already touching that's the ground point. at that point. If yeah. Thor had placed it in the pickup truck, the pickup truck could have just driven all over the place. No, it's like it's it's because I said so. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I, I, pretty much. All right. So now I think we've talked this one to death. So we're going to go to our favorite parts of Marvel's The Avengers. Uh, I'm going to start. Who's ready? Let me just ask this before I put somebody on the spot. Who's ready to go? I'll go. All right. uh, We'll go. Excellent. We'll start with you. Uh, I kind of mentioned it already, but it's the scene when Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man get into that three-way fight with each other. It's it's when I started, honestly, like really getting into the movie. Before that, I was kind of bored. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a decent scene. Yeah. Uh, Brian, how about you? It was when uh, Hulk was just throwing Loki around like a rag doll. I was just cracking up, laughing. That is a, that is a, that's a good scene. That was very close to being my favorite too. Uh, right, Goose. How about you? My favorite scene, honestly, it's not really an action scene so much. It's where Hulk gives his big speech. I'm always angry. Smashes the thing, and then you see all of the Avengers assembled for the first time. That was when I was in. The, I was sitting in the theater like now. I'm watching an Avengers movie. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. It's pretty late. Yeah, in the movie. I I gotta say, um, mm. my my favorite scene, very close, very close to Goose's. My favorite scene is him actually just turning into the Hulk and punching the thing because <laughs> I had been waiting the whole movie yes, for some really awesome. decent Hulk smash, and that was my my first Hulk smash moment. That you know, because I didn't count the fight because the fight was kind of meh, but like, well, Hulk smash, like Hulk smash, and he did, and he smashed, and Hulk smashed. <laughs> 
So, Hulk smash. That was my favorite part. Honorable mention to the Germany scene, because the, the, the German man. Oh, but the pajamas. I, yeah, well, I mean, that's why it's not my favorite. It's honorable <laughs> mention. The German man did so, I mean, he made that scene so powerful, and then Captain America shows up in his footy pajamas and just totally takes it away. A horrible costume design. Whoever came up with that concept needs to not come up with more concepts. I was going to say fired, but I'm like, no, that's unnecessarily cruel. I don't want the man to lose his livelihood. Just don't come up with costumes I, I, for Captain America anymore. I, Honestly, I did, even I the line think... that he said there where he was like, the last time I was in Germany, I felt like saying... You know, in this iteration, you didn't actually fight the Nazis. You kind of fought Hydra for maybe a couple of months and then got buried in the ice. So Hey, he punched out Adolf but... Hitler like 127 times. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, I, did, I, did, I think one of my favorite lines, if it's not my favorite, was like the one where um, Thor is telling Loki, listen here, brother. And then Iron Man sweeps him away and Loki just yeah. goes, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't that an ad lib? I want to say that was. I it might have been. I think I heard that was an ad lib. That it was just it was supposed to happen, and Tom Hiddleston just said it, and everyone thought it was funny, so they kept it in. I might be totally making that up. I apologize if I am, but I I thought that was. Yeah, an I, I know. I, know I believe it. Wearing mother's drapes was an ad lib, but yeah. I don't know about that one. All right. All right. So now we have to give this movie a score, and I was I I still don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to just wait until I call on myself and and do it. But the, me being the host, I get the luxury of going last. Who's ready to score the Avengers? Wow, you guys, way to step up. Come on. I'll, somebody, I'll go. Somebody. All right, all right. Brian, you get to start us off. Hang on. Okay. Uh, I would give it nine punches from the Hulk out of ten. Nine punches from the Hulk out of ten. All right. Um, Excellent. How about you? I would give it seven unnecessary nuclear missiles out of ten. Seven out of ten nuclear missiles. All right, good, good. Goose, how about you? I will give it nine abandoned posts out of ten. Nine? Oh, Goose, you <laughs> took mine. I'm still going with mine. I'm still going. Because I, I have decided, and I've said this in past Hero Talks, I'm not going to give it numbers anymore. Because uh, even though the scores don't matter in Hero Talk, we make this stuff up and we, we try to make it silly. Because scores are just for people who don't bother listening to the reviews. And we put them at the end, and I don't put them anywhere else except at the end of the podcast. So you have to listen to us before you get the score. But I would say that if I told Marvel's The Avengers to go up next to the tower and watch the portal, Marvel's The Avengers would actually go watch the portal. And, and that's what you wanted to do. And it did exactly what I wanted it to do. It watched the portal. So let that be a lesson. You want Marvel's The Avengers on that wall. You need Marvel's The Avengers on that wall. And that, everybody, was Marvel's The Avengers. Bit of a supersized episode. Um, fantastic XCOM movie. Yeah, fantastic. Yes. Best XCOM video game adaption I've ever seen, honestly. I think top-notch. Uh, so it's, I now it's, totally it's a want shame. a Marvel add-on for the XCOM games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be good. I got to play XCOM with, uh, with S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a little sad, though, that we now know that we have... Now, I understand we left a couple of Phase 1s behind, but, like, seriously, like... We, Which we look at this movie, and then you look ahead to, like, oh, but then there was Avengers 2. You realize yeah, don't it's, expect it's, that it's, it's all downhill from here, people. folks. It's all downhill. That's what Avengers really stands for. It's like, this is the peak, and we got nowhere else to go but down. I don't know. I think, I don't know, personally, like, Winter Soldier and uh, Guardians are way up there for me. Oh, Guardians for me, like, really Iron Man was the peak, and it's been, like, a couple of dips, and some, some have gone up and down, and it's like a little roller coaster ride ever since yeah. Iron Man. Well, you know what? I'm loving the ride. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's fair. They're doing it much better than DC's doing it, though. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll have to see Dawn of Justice. We'll see what happens there. But Firstly, I think where they're going to screw that one up is Suicide Squad. Because it's like, it's just too soon. We don't know any of these characters yet. I know. I mean... I, yeah, I don't think Harley Quinn is as strong as they think she's going to be. Yeah, Harley Quinn is great within the comic book community. Since but... when is she an emo gymnast? Well, she's always been a gymnast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the emo part I, I i don't know i don't like her costume if that's no. what you call it uh i do kind of i'm interested to see will smith as deadshot just because i like will smith although it, yeah. from what i've seen in the very brief previews i've been able to see it doesn't look like they're letting will smith be will smith like no if you're gonna cast will smith as deadshot you let him be will smith all right because otherwise what was the point i don't know he kind of sounded very will smith in the trailer that went out yeah i don't know i mean i haven't i didn't see it too much. Although Jared Leto, I'm starting to warm up to him as Joker. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, anyway. when I saw his clip, I, I started warming up to him. I was like, oh, okay, he looks sufficiently yeah. weird enough. In motion, it works a lot better yes. than in still. In motion. Yeah. Yes. And I said the same thing about oh, Heath yes. Ledger. Not that I think he's going to be as good as Heath Ledger. But yeah. Anyway. Um. So that was Marvel's The Avengers. So I just want to thank my panel. Uh, we'll go in reverse alphabetical order. Uh, so Goose, Brian, and Axelon, thank you for coming on Hero Talk. Thanks for having me. Yep. Twas a pleasure as always. All right. So, hey, if you have a movie that you want to hear us do on Hero Talk, or if you want to join the panel one of these days, you can send your emails to HeroTalk at Enthusiacs.com for more movies, Let's Pays, Let's Plays. I keep saying Let's Pay. Please pay I just us. Want, I just want to remind you, we don't actually ask for money. Uh, for more movies, Let's Plays, reviews, and other content, go to Enthusiacs.com. You can check out our forums. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, where are we not? We're not on Tumblr. Don't look for us on Tumblr. You're not going to find us there. Instagram? Yeah, we are also not on Instagram. Are we on Instagram? I don't know. I don't think I don't we're think on so. Instagram. I hope we're I don't not on so. Instagram. Unless Instagram wants to pay us, then we don't we'll put totally be on Instagram. Yeah. We don't have enough pictures. But you can find us. We're out there. Uh, and as always, you can come right back here for the next Hero Talk.